Hello, and welcome back to She Inspired, a podcast about sharing the stories of women who are following our inspiration in the hopes of inspiring and guiding other women to do the same. Today is Friday, January the 1st, 2021 has arrived, and with the arrival of the new year, I thought it fitting to record a new introduction to She Inspired. You know, I began recording this podcast in September, September 29th to be exact, and with the release of today's episode with Dr. Amanda Barrientes, this marks my 21st recording. So I've been pretty consistently releasing two episodes a week for the last three months. Now I've heard from some that this is a lot. (laughs) And while I'm sure there are others producing more, I would agree. I feel I've produced a lot of content in a relatively short period of time. And with the exception of some short-lived moments when I got tired or run down because I took on too much and I wasn't taking proper care of myself, I've been inspired. I've been in inspired action the whole time, which means it has felt easy. It's felt fun and I felt in flow. And for this, I am so, so grateful. As someone who has contended with a feeling of uneasiness for most of my life, Uh, a feeling of not quite being in the right place, you know, accomplishing the right results, not living up to my true potential. Uh, For someone like me to be able to create this way has been really empowering, uh, freeing, and full of joy. And it's also opened up different avenues through which I've been able to further explore what I love, what I'm good at, and connect more deeply with my purpose and what I'm here on this earth to do. And that's what I'm hoping She Inspired will also do for you, my listeners. Plant that seed, light that spark, drop a little nugget, which you immediately recognize upon hearing it, to be relevant and resonant with you. In fact, I know She Inspired has the potential to do this for anyone who is in receiving mode, asking questions, and is truly open to hearing what she needs to hear to take the next inspired step in her journey. And I know this to be true based on my own lived experience, having dismantled a life I spent 20 years creating because I realized this uneasiness I felt in life was the result of not living in alignment with who I really am and what I really want, not daring to be the woman I truly am. For me, this meant walking away from a 15-year career in the public service to launch an online business and leaving an 18-year relationship to live as a single woman and co-parent to our three lovely kids. And as I've redesigned my life over these past almost two years, I've come to understand the power of sharing our stories to serve others. And that's my inspiration for launching this podcast. I believe my intended purpose is to help people connect powerfully with our stories and understand who we truly are so we can feel better, serve more powerfully, and live with abundance and joy. That is what She Inspired is all about. Dr. Amanda Barrientes is a total powerhouse. In four short years, she has gone from a struggling grad student supporting herself and her three kids on a shoestring budget to founder and CEO of her thriving six-figure coaching practice, NFA Coaching. Can you guess what NFA stands for? 
Her results are a true testament to the power of reducing shame, guilt, and fear, and stepping into more aligned, empowered versions of ourselves. Dr. Amanda developed the Neuro Freedom Alignment Method to help entrepreneurs step into our zone of genius and leverage the universal laws which govern our being in order to amplify our impact and our income. She's on a mission to impact 5 million people through her coaching practice and her YouTube channel and podcast called Max Potential Habits. Dr. Amanda is candid about her journey and a journey it has been, which I believe is what makes her so powerful. She owns it all. No shame, no guilt, no hiding. In doing so, she serves as a beautiful and inspiring example of what it looks like, feels like, and sounds like to dare to be the powerful beings we truly are. To learn more about Dr. Amanda and link to her podcast, YouTube, and social channels, visit her at www.drbarientes.com. I reached Amanda at her home in Denver, Colorado. Dr. Amanda Barrientes, welcome to She Inspired. So nice to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. It's exciting to be here. Well, you and I, we connected through LinkedIn. Uh, I reached out to you because... I well because I read your profile and I was like, oh, I want to talk to this woman. <laughs> and the reason why, I mean, there were a couple of reasons. The first thing that caught my eye was like the banner you use on your profile. It's so bold and so loud. And I just, it caught my attention right away. And then the name of your company, NFA Coaching, which stands for and I'm just going to say it, no <laughs> fucking around coaching. <laughs> the language you use, your approach, it's just, it's so straightforward, which I love. And it really resonated with me. And, and I'm curious, do you hear that a lot from folks? Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, it was funny when I was branding, I thought, uh, okay, people are either going to love or hate this. And that's pretty much how it goes. And I think sometimes the people that aren't aligned with it, they just you know, they don't really say anything. They kind of just drop away. Or I get a few messages every once in a while of people not liking it, but far more, I get people saying exactly what you're saying. They're like, yes, that's bold. I love it. And that's exactly what I need in my life and business. <laughs> oh, yes. And, and from a marketing perspective, I just really, what I really appreciated about it too, was like, you're very clearly going after your target market. Like, you know, who you're here to serve. Yeah. And like you're making that stand like, you know, I may not be for you. And that's cool. Because I know who I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. Very work with entrepreneurs to help them access and stay in their zone of genius. And we're going to talk in more detail about who you work with, and what you do. But first, I'd love to know more about you and your life experience prior to creating NFA coaching. Um, on your website, you say, I believe that I was born to be an inspired educator and coach, that that is your soul's purpose. And you say every experience and endeavor in my life has led me to this career path and the development of NFA coaching. And this really resonated with me because it's exactly the essence of what we're trying to capture here on She Inspired. So could we, I'd love to follow that thread back a little. And can you share with us kind of what the journey to here has looked like for you? 
Yeah, it's, oh, it's been such a journey. <laughs> you know, I, I love that too, of learning from people how they got where they are. And to me, it's always, I think about it as if it's all these little puzzle pieces that kind of get thrown around. And then all of a sudden, all the puzzle pieces fit together. And you're like, yes, I, mm. I get why everything in my life happened the way that it did. And so, you know, for me, I stepped into coaching from a place of um, a lot of personal downfalls that led me into accessing coaches. So I had um, left my 15 year marriage having an affair. And then my next relationship was falling apart, which made sense because I really just didn't have any relationship skills. And that caused me, you know, one night to be crying on the floor and realizing like, okay, I'm the common denominator here. I need to learn to do something new because this is not the reality I want to create. And so, you know, that was one of the things that was really challenging at that time was because my relationships weren't working and I was in grad school and have three kids, I was really broke. And so I ended up having to go on food stamps and I just was, it was a very, very challenging time. And the gift of it was that I really decided I'm willing to do whatever it takes to shift in a new direction. And because I was poor, you know, at the time I, I turned to podcasts because that was free knowledge and I could learn on, mm-hmm. on the go. And I was always really, really busy because, you know, I have three kids, I'm going to grad school, I'm teaching, I'm writing, I'm doing all these things. And, and so for me, I plugged into podcasts everywhere I went, like when I was walking between classes and when I was driving my kids to school, doing the dishes, like anytime I could, I was just downloading information on how to be better at relationships and how to be better in money. And everything started to work. And I realized that all the people that I was listening to on the podcast were coaches. And at the time I was like, I've never even really heard, I, I've heard, I'd heard of it, but I didn't really ever think about it as a career path. And mm-hmm. I loved teaching in university. And so I thought, how could I, 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 it planted the seed of thinking, how could I make money doing what I love, which is teaching. And, and in that way, I started to watch the coaches I was learning from and go, I could totally do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I just decided to take the leap and I went for it. And it's turned into this beautiful business of getting to help other people find who they are at the inner core, like the things that really fire them up the most and make money doing it through their businesses. And so it's just been this really playful evolution. That's been really fun. And it's funny. I didn't tell you this before. I'm actually rebranding, but it's going to be NFA money. Mm. And so it's a really focused on people have a lot of shame around money. And so I, I love to help them transform their money stories and, and blocks around it so that they can have highly profitable businesses. And so I've got a whole bunch of different strategies. I mean, nothing is really changing in what I do in my business. It's just even clearer marketing. Um, Because I also do a lot of consulting and teaching and training and not just coaching. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that you, wow. Well, first off, thank you for being so open and sharing um, so generously of your experience. I, I really appreciate that. And I really just want to acknowledge like the journey, you've been on a journey, (laughs) but I, I really, um, I just appreciate your openness and I'm, I love that you just said people have a lot of shame around money. I mean, I don't, I don't love it because it's not, it's not something I want, but I, I, I agree with you. And I know for me, um, personally on my journey, working through worthiness issues, which I think actually the root, I don't know what, what, love to know what you think of this. I think a lot of the root of our money, our issues with money is actually rooted in worthiness. Yeah. 
deserving within ourselves. Definitely. Um, but I'd love to just go back and ask you when you were, you know, when you were at that time in your life where you were really challenged financially, um, three kids on food stamps, I, I'm, I'm curious, do you re- recall what you were telling yourself at that time? Like, what was the story or the narrative you were telling about what you were experiencing? Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, I was super stuck in victim mindset. Um, mm-hmm. I really, it's interesting, because my PhD is in sociology. And in sociology, a lot of the conversation is around macro systems of oppression. And so in that, you know, women who are brown, women, you know, I'm, I'm Native American, I have, I'm a first gen college student, I was a single mom, like I had all these things working against me. And in sociology world, that would tell you like, you're gonna have a really hard time ever moving up the socioeconomic status system. Mm. And so I had a lot of that in my brain where it was like, women are powerless. Um, I also, I grew up in a fundamentalist Christian family where it was similar, like men are supposed to be the breadwinners and, you know, women stay at home and kind of take care of the family and that kind of thing. And so I had these, these stories getting downloaded, downloaded into me constantly. And so overcoming those beliefs was the hardest part for me at the beginning. And it was that worthiness piece that you talk about where it was like, okay, I'm, I'm in a bad situation and I'm in survival mode, but I'm totally stuck and I don't know how to get unstuck and money's bad and money's wrong and women aren't supposed to be powerful in that way. And, you know, one of the really common downloads that people have about money is that it's the root of all evil or that somehow other, pe- mm-hmm. other people will suffer if you're rich. Mm-hmm. Um, like I had all that going on. And so I was constantly, you know, looking at wealthy people as if they were like kind of magical unicorns because I didn't understand how they got there (laughs) and 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 I was resenting them and simultaneously really jealous and wanted to figure it out because I was tired of being in survival mode and hating my life in that way Mm -hmm. oh that's such a good um oh you just described it so well that conflict or that juxtaposition how we can be wanting this having those two reactions at the same time, like repulsed, but also envy. Yes, totally. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, they're the, well, the same. They're the two sides of the same coin, really. Yes. Yeah. That's true. That's absolutely true. Well, and so recognizing where you were, I'm curious, like what, what do you attribute, what enabled you to flip those beliefs and to overcome that victim mindset that you describe you were in? You know, I had a, a really, uh, not everyone has epiphany moments and I don't always have epiphany moments, but this one was an epiphany moment where I was actually, I had worked my way into a relationship course for, a, it was a year long relationship course that I was training to be a relationship coach. And I was, you know, I was on food stamps and I was in grad school and I, but I had contacted this coach who was doing this training and I was like, I have to be there. I'll do whatever it takes. I know this is a path for me. And so he ended up letting me do work study. He said, I want you to come up with some money because people don't do the work if they do it for free, which I totally agree with. And he taught me so much in that way. I got into this program and so I gave him some money and then I did work study. And in this program, I was thinking like, oh my God, people who are here have paid, it was, I think it was $5,500 was the full price for the program. And at the time that was more than a quarter of my annual income. And so I was like that to me, that was just an astronomical amount of money. And I, I, I thought, you know, everybody here is so rich and they like, they have this money to invest in themselves. And I was like really pedestalizing them and thinking that they, I I had this funny belief that wealthy people have no problems. (laughs) 
yeah. Which I think a lot of people have that. Belief. It's so fascinating. Yeah. And so yeah. as I'm working my way through this program, I realized like, oh, wealthy people are just people. Mm. <laughs> like that doesn't, doesn't solve all your problems. Mm-hmm. And then I also, we were doing a values exercise and I was like, I was crying and I, he had came over to talk to me and I, and he, I said like, I'm so tired of feeling like I'm less than everybody else. So, you know, that worthiness piece comes up big. And, mm-hmm. and he said, well, where's, you know, and I said, I really just want, I don't want to be poor anymore. And he said like, well, where's wealth building on your value system? And it was nowhere on my value system. And I was like, I had this mm-hmm. epiphanal moment where I was like, oh my God, like, of course I don't have money because I don't know anything about earning money or making money. Like I've never focused any attention on it. And so that led me into, I actually became value certified through the person that he had learned it from um, John Martini, and, and, and then that led me to those courses. And then that led me to putting wealth building as my number one value for quite a while. And I just focused all of my energy on learning how to build wealth. And, and I mean, everything changed for me. I went from food stamps to building my six figure business really fast. And I've just attract money my way all the time. And it's Mm. like a completely different reality. Oh my gosh. I love, I love that. I love listening to that. Um, that's really amazing. And it's like, it is, I've seen that I've, I've had that, I've had that experience, um, on my, in my own life to a degree, not to the same degree as you, but I've also seen it happen. And it's really like, once you start understanding how to work in harmony with the natural laws of the universe, yes. and the law of attraction, like it's really remarkable what can happen in a relatively short period of time, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. It's, 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 it's now my life's work. You know, it's like, I teach people, uh, manifestation based strategies, entrepreneurs. I teach high level entrepreneurs, manifestation based strategies, because once you learn those, it's a total game changer and it's night and day from where, you know, what you can create with way more ease and joy and fun and flow. It's just such a cool experience. Yes. I love that emphasis on ease and flow too. And so let's, let's talk, it's a perfect segue. Let's talk more about, um, the work you do. And so you've just mentioned you, you teach, um, like law manifestation strategies, I think is the word you use. Um, I know on your website, you describe that the, your gift as a coach is really to help others step into their zone of genius, implement the universal laws of law of attraction and deliberate creation. So can you tell us a bit about your process and how you work with clients? Yeah. You know, I, something that I've learned through working with a wide variety, all different kinds of entrepreneurs from different income levels, different backgrounds, different businesses is that we all have very common things that get us stuck and that it, what I call competing commitments. So competing commitments are when you say you want something, but you do something else or you aren't able to create what you say you want. And what that means is that you have unconscious blocks to what you want to consciously create. So those two things are competing. And anytime you have this, you'll know because you'll be saying something and not getting it or saying something and, mm-hmm. and procrastinating. And so I go, oh, well, that makes sense because 95% of us is driven by our unconscious. And so until you make the conscious, this is one of my all-time favorite quotes by Carl Jung. He says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will run your life and you will call it fate. Mm. And that's really what I had going on. And it's what we all have going on. So getting to work with entrepreneurs, I go, oh, well, let's just unblock your competing commitments. And then on you go and you can become a manifestation master because you can say you want something and then follow through on, on inspired action to manifest it and attract it your way. Yeah. And so can you, how, how, how do you work? Is your, 
do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is this happening in groups? Uh, do you have different programs? Like how, how does it work? Yeah. You know, until now I've done mostly one-on-one -on -one coaching and small and small groups. Um, and I just did my first workshop. It was so fun. It was how, mm. how, how to, um, how to, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I'm just forgetting the name of my program. <laughs> <laughs> how to it was how to set manifestation based goals for 2021 so um, and it was fun so yeah I'm in 2021 I'm actually moving in the direction of doing all group coaching uh, so it's high level group coaching where people get to come into the group and I'm teaching them a profits system based on manifestation based principles um, so we come together in group every week and then they get uh, access to me through Marco Polo and you know like the, it's basically like having a business consult uh, a business consultant in your back pocket at all points in time mm -hmm. and then you get to have the benefits of working with other people and then I do workshops I'm writing books I have pod I have a podcast YouTube channel all kinds of fun stuff um, and then you know I want to next year I want to do speaking a lot of speaking once COVID opens up I'll enjoy getting to go back on the speaker market mm-hmm Absolutely. Oh gosh, that's going to be, once COVID opens up, isn't, <laughs> it's going to be nice to bring back some, maybe not all, but, but some of the things from our pre-COVID. Yes. <laughs> like travel. Yes. And face-to-face -face communication. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious, like, do you have a kind of ideal or target uh, client, um, like type of entrepreneur that you work with, or is it, or you know, is it more broad? Is it any entrepreneur at all? You know, I would say the, the target clarification, because, you know, like entrepreneur is such a broad term. I, mm -hmm. I do work with a lot of different types of entrepreneurs, but I would say the common thread is that they're high drive. You know, it's like NFA definitely says that in and of itself, but it's, it's high drive entrepreneurs who are willing to invest time, energy, and money into learning how to use universal principles to their benefit. And so it's, it's going to be someone who's gross minded and interested in understanding those things and isn't like, oh, the law of attraction is baloney. You know, they're going to be more like, oh, maybe I don't understand it or maybe I don't even know if I'd fully buy into it, but I want to know how it works and use it to my benefit. And then, you know, once you realize it, you go like, oh my gosh, why was I making my life so challenging before? Because you're just working against yourself because law of attraction yeah. works no matter what. It's just whether you're attracting what you want or what you don't want. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. We don't get, we don't get what we want. We get what we, in my, I say, we get what we think about. Yes. It, even if it's not what we yeah, want, regardless of whether we want it or yeah, not. Yeah. It's, it, we don't get what we want, but we get what we believe unconsciously or, mm. or consciously. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, on that, on that note about belief. So I'm curious, does self image come into your work with clients? And, and I don't know if you call it by that name, but I, I see, I know our belief system in my experience, it, it results in us creating an image of ourselves, yeah, of who we are and what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, does that, does that concept, is that part of the work that you do or your approach? And um, if so, can you talk a little bit at how you see that fitting in? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I do all of the work I do with my clients is to help them get into alignment. Like, you know, so earlier we were talking about zone of genius. And the reason for that is because when you're in your zone of genius, you're the most confident you're the, the things you love to do the most are the ones you feel the most confident at. 
And then as you develop and cultivate those, your self-worth changes to where you see yourself as more valuable. And then you're able to project out uh, outside of yourself that you have value. Then you attract more your way because you are actually asking for an equal, an equivalent exchange of value. A big problem mm -hmm. for a lot of people is that they undercharge because they don't see their own value, but it's also because they're not living in that aligned space because their belief system has been built around, you know, all those downloads you get as a kid, like, you can't make money doing what you love or, mm. you know, like you have a certain service you have to provide the world based on expectations. So you're just, you're injecting other people's values instead of doing what you love to do the most. And so, and which degrades your self-worth because I think that we're all born to, to do what we love. And, mm. and so when you try to block that, it decreases your sense of self-worth and self-love. And so, yeah, I love, you know, in, in coaching world or in business development world, I talk to people about it as like imposter syndrome or perfectionism, um, negatively comparing yourself to other people, those kind of things. So I, I think of it as the inner critic roadblocks that we have mm. to really stepping into our full zone of genius and getting, you know, creating what we really want to create. Yeah. I love that inner critic roadblocks. That's good. It's <laughs> a great descriptor. <laughs> And I'm just thinking about, you know, you and um, as your life has evolved and as you, you know, as your results, I guess, have increased and improved, like I imagine your self-image has evolved over this period of time as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about what that's been like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think like, like you want specific roadblocks road that I have experienced in terms of money and business or? Well, I guess just thinking about when you were reflecting on the epiphany you had that kind of was the initial, maybe the starting point, as I understand it, mm -hmm. to starting to overcome these limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, can you, that like, that's sort of an example in my mind of like how your self-image began to shift mm -hmm. as you started that work. And I'm just curious, I guess, thinking about maybe milestones or like the larger kind of shifts that have happened in your life between then and now, I, I feel like our self image as we, as we require more for ourselves, as we desire more and want better results, I feel like our image has to go first. It kind of has to lead yeah. and so it's like the inner shift that happens in advance of the physical manifestation coming to us. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like, is it like a conscious process for you where you're like, okay, I'm at, you know, I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there, but like I'm at, you know, five figures a month and I want to get to six. So in advance of that, I need to like evolve internally this way. Like, I'm just curious as to how it um, shows up for you, how that process is for you? Yeah, such good questions. And I, I think I, I love the way you're asking it, because the answer is in it in terms of pro the word process, right? Mm. So like a lot of us, you can have an overnight in one moment identity shift by thinking a different thought. And, and our, you know, our thoughts become our reality. So as you shift your identity, you have a thought and then all of a sudden you change the way you see the world and then you start to step into the new identity. Mm. But that takes time, right? So it's mm -hmm. not like all you have the thought and then all of a sudden everything around you changes instantly. It's, right. It starts to unfold and happen. So you're always planting the seeds for your future in each and every moment that we live. That's why the present moment is so powerful because at any moment I can change my mind and I can believe something different and then every 
feeling decision and action I have after that will lead to a different result. So that's my, you know, th this is my process of how I work with people where I go like, okay, everything's rooted in your initial thought and beliefs are just thoughts you keep having over and over again. And yeah. so we got to get to the core of like, what is that sh thought shift? And that's, and what you're talking about in the thought shift is an identity shift because mm -hmm. our identity is made up of all of those beliefs we have, right? It's like all of the things we think about ourselves and the world around us, that's who we project ourselves as in the world. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's huge, important work for anyone. I always tell people, if you don't like what you're seeing in the outer world, your results, the, the experiences you're having, the people you're attracting your way, you want to look within and do the deep inner work to start to shift your consciousness in a direction of making decisions that are more in alignment with what you say you want. This work, the, the hard part of it, it's such an easy path, like this, the, or simple, let's say it's such a, it, it's straightforward, very direct. I actually had someone in my workshop at the end say, you know, I was asked for feedback and he said, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize how awesome you are, Amanda, but like your process is so easy. And I was like, exactly, or so simple to follow. I'm like, exactly, because universal truths are actually the simplest thing there is. But the hard part is getting out of your own way and, yeah. and basically reinventing yourself from a clean slate where you're not living out all of the negative downloads that you got as a child or later in life. Yes, that's so powerful. And, and I'm just thinking about, you know, the things that hold us back as we're going through this process. And I agree, like one of the reasons I talk to a lot of coaches on this podcast, and I'm in a community with a lot of coaches. And one of the reasons I'm one of the reasons for that is that I really appreciate the impact of a good coach. Like I recognize how powerful yeah. they are, because they've been so instrumental for me in in changing my life over the last two years. Um, and so I love like talking with coaches, <laughs> I love promoting uh, the work that coaches do, but I'm just thinking like one of the, one of the blocks or the obstacles that I know I've experienced in my life and I've seen it in others too. It's like this fear that it's almost this fear of success. Like if I evolve and shift into the woman or man that I am intended to be right, that I'm going to, um, alienate people. I'm going to, you know, my relationships are going to change. Um, my values are going to change, you know, kind of thinking about the opinions and of others. And I'm, I'm curious, like, can you relate to that on a personal level or, and maybe also through your coaching? Like, does that show up for you with clients? And has that, have you had that experience yourself? Absolutely. I, I'm giggling because this was my mastermind topic that I ran this last week was this exact conversation. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so it was that, that fear that as you up level, you lose the people in your life. And, and the hard part of, is that the answer is you will. Many, many things will fall away because they're no longer in alignment with the higher version of yourself. And when I say higher, I just mean more resonant with, with who you truly want to be, let's say. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's not like in terms of like, oh, people are bad or wrong for where they are, or where they want to stay or where they want to go. It's more like, okay, if you want to evolve into the next evolution of yourself, things around you are going to change. Otherwise, what's the point of evolving? Mm. And so it's, it, 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 I, I think it's something that unconsciously holds a lot of people back because one of the greatest fears we have is isolation and abandonment because that's equivalent to death. You know, yeah. like we have that survival mechanism that wants to stay in community. So if we think we're going to lose the people around us through our evolution, then we're going to want to hold ourselves back subconsciously. 
Mm-hmm. And so one of those things to, you know, if people are in that situation and definitely this has happened to me, my last relationship, um, my partner had an affair and this was an ongoing conversation for us because I had changed so much in the time that we were together. You know, like we started our relationship through an affair, which obviously is a setup that's going to be challenging in and of itself because neither of us had good relationship skills. Then, and then through those years, I was growing, 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 growing in a very specific direction because all I was doing was constantly saturating my brain with personal growth and development. Mm -hmm. And he was, he, he was just doing different things. And so, you know, as I grew, it was like, he was, he would actually say to me, like, can you slow down? Like, I can't, wow. I can't keep up. And like, I don't know if I, I don't really want to keep up. And, and I was just like, no, I actually am not willing to do that. And so, you know, it, it turned into him having an affair and I found out and I thought, okay, this is great. It, it, it's, it's great information. It's valuable information to see that I'm losing the things that are no longer aligned with this new version of myself. So I tell my clients, whenever you lose something, it's because, you know, loss is the gain of that, which is more aligned. Yes. Oh, I love your, I love that. It's such a powerful perspective, isn't it? To be able to see that there's opportunity in every crisis, right? Yes. Like that, that's good. Yes. You, and you, and you, you shift to find the good because there's always good in everything, I believe. Yes. Just like there's bad in everything. It's just what we choose to focus on. Um, well, and I'm curious, as a mom, I'm a mom as well, and I, I also have three children. And I'm curious to know, Amanda, as you have um, evolved and and maybe particularly at the time when you were so focused on your personal development work, did you, how did your, what was that like? Did it impact your relationship with your children at all in the sense of how they saw you? Oh yeah. I love, these are such great questions. I love this (laughs) Um, so much. Oh my goodness. I changed my parenting in like, night and day in a lot of ways mm. um it, the interesting oh tell, tell us more please. <laughs> the interesting thing for me is that I was because I had such low self-worth I was very very codependent and I really shaped my sense of self-worth through the way that other people would value or devalue me and so what that often shows up as is a lot of people pleasing and you know kind of being a doormat and so with my kids it showed up as me you know, wanting them to like and love me so much that I just bent over backwards at all points in time to be a good mom. And like, and when I say, you know, good in quotes, meaning like, I'll do whatever it takes for my kids to like me, basically, Right. which doesn't lead to great. It it, it like, I mean, my kids are absolutely incredible. And you know, they've been on I'm a young, I was a very young mom. So we're really close. And I've gotten to spend a lot of time with them. And, 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 you know, I think the drawbacks of the way that I parented then was that I was, I, I didn't have boundaries for myself, which meant I was exhausted. Like I was trying to play super mom, right? So I was mm-hmm. always trying to do so much. And, you know, I wasn't financially stable, but I would make sure they were always well taken care of. And, and then I would make certain decisions based on making sure they had had things that weren't even really necessary, but I didn't want to be seen as Mm-hmm. being a bad mom who couldn't pay for things. I mean, it just, there were so many ways that that showed up. And so when I switched my parenting to values-based parenting and really stepped into more of my power, 
you know, there for a while, it was, they were like, where did my mom go? Who says, who says yes to everything? <laughs> yeah. I want her back. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, and, and I think that transition period was a little bit tough for them. And I was much better at boundaries. I was much better at speaking up. I was much better at a, a lot of things, but this happened so late in their life. I mean, my, I have a 22 year old, 22, 18 and 15 year old. And so the really cool thing now is that, you know, I've been on this trajectory. My, I very, this, when I was on the floor crying on food stamps was in 2016. And then, okay. you know, I started. I, wow. In 2016. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh my gosh, Amanda, I didn't realize it was so recently. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was very recent. And so once I got that values training, I started parenting from a values based perspective. And in those years since then, my kids have just blossomed and developed in such beautiful ways because they get the benefit of all the all the growth that I've experienced too and I don't push them into doing things to I parented a lot around worry about how other people would perceive me as a good mom and Mm -hmm. and now I parent from this place of like what do my kids need to do and learn to step into their zone of genius without Mm -hmm. any outside expectation and, and so, you know, like I, it really helps them find themselves at a younger age, I believe. Wow. Yeah. I, what a gift that is. And you have to be like, so grounded and like solid to parent that way. Don't you? Cause oh, it's not easy. Yeah. It's, it is very challenging. Yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate you, uh, being so open about this. I, a lot of, I mean, this podcast is called she inspired almost everyone who listens is a woman. Many of them are moms. And uh, I, I believe that as a mom, it, this can be an area that feels sticky when we start to, um, you know, require more for ourselves and want more and really want to take action to step into the women that we feel called to become. It, it, the relationship, how it's going to impact our children who've gotten used to us being a certain way, mm-hmm. I think is a really, um, has a lot of influence. And I know for me, uh, just real quick, like I, my kids are um, 14, 11, and 8. And my, I, I have completely redesigned my life in the last 18 months. And I've done a 180 in so many ways. And I know particularly for our 14-year-old, uh, she's just said to me, like you said, like, she's like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Right. And it was like a bit of a knife to the heart at, at, but then at the same time, Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel very confident that this change that I'm going through, I know that it's serving her just like it's serving me. And she's already starting to come around and like, see, Mm -hmm. you know, that even though I'm different and she doesn't like all the ways I'm different, that I am happier and and more empowered. And so it's starting, she's starting to kind of come around to see it. But I think it's just really, um, I think it's powerful to share these experiences and these stories so that women who are listening can, can hear and, you know, we can just relate um, and and have that honesty about Uh. it. Yeah. You know, I love what you're saying. Cause I, I so agree. I think there's a lot of shame and guilt and fear around it. It, it. Even just taking away the kid thing. It's like stepping into your fullest power brings up fear for people because mm. you are afraid. Like, what if I, what if I shine too brightly? What if people don't like me? What, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many things around it. And what, it, what I think one of the absolute greatest gifts you can give to your kids is doing that so that they, it paves the path and you give them a model for how to do it. 
and what it will feel like. And the cool thing is that like the kids are going to see what you're doing and they're going to be given the permission to step into their light. Yes. And it's, Um, I mean, what a gift, you know? Such a gift. You put that so beautifully. That's exactly what was been a big motivator for me in making some of these changes was ultimately like recognizing like, what would I want my kids to do if they were in my situation? Yeah. And, because whatever I do is what they're going to do. Totally. Right? They're looking to me. So yeah. yeah. It pays to be brave, even though it, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Well, oh, Amanda, um, Amanda, thank you so much. I have really enjoyed our conversation. And I believe that there are women um, listening to this who are going to feel called to learn more about you and connect with you and explore working with you. So what's the best way for people to find you? Yeah, for right now. And it'll be forwarded either way. So they'll find me here no matter what. If they go to nfacoaching.com, okay. all my stuff is there. I've got a podcast and YouTube. I've got a lot of fr- tons of cool free stuff. And then, you know, I have a group coaching program. I'll be doing a lot of workshops that'll be just one-off workshops for people who don't want to work with me on a year-long level or you know, I have, I just have all kinds of cool stuff in the world to help people with all of these different things. And so, you know, it's like, in my business, I think I love the conversation we had and where it led because it's like reducing shame, guilt and fear. To me is, it's been the most transformative thing I could have ever experienced, because I lived in that place constantly of like, you know, it was like guilt from religious beliefs, fear about stepping into my power, shame about things I had done or experienced. And it's like, as you let go, learn strategies to overcome those things and step into more connected, aligned, empowered versions of yourself, life just becomes so much more joy filled. And, you know, if I can give that gift to the world, that's, that is just my bliss. Oh, that's everyone's bliss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, and I really appreciate that about you, um, Amanda, how in service you are. It really comes through in the way that you talk about your work and the approach that you have. And, uh, you're a total powerhouse. I love your energy. I really admire and respect everything that you have accomplished so far. And I'm like super excited to see what 2021 and beyond holds for you. Thank Thank you so, so much for being here. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Lorna. It's been amazing. Well, I can't think of a more fitting guest with whom to kick off a new year than Dr. Amanda Barrientes. I said in my introduction, what really lights me up about Amanda is her unabashed ownership of her experience, her choices, her decisions. It is so empowering to me the way that she just steps in to who she truly is and has released all shame, uh, fear, and doubt about it. Uh, She's such an inspiration to me personally for that reason, and I believe that you heard it. I hope you heard it in our episode. And, you know, I had this really beautiful moment in the car yesterday with um, my three kids and we were talking about intentions for the new year. And we all went around and asked, you know, said what each of us is calling in for 2021, an intention that we wanted to set. And mine really is to 
live more boldly, to be more honest and truthful and show up in a way that's more genuine and authentic to who I really am. Uh, and, ugh, you know, Amanda, as I said, just encapsulates that uh, spirit and that intention so beautifully. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, I hope if you're listening to this on New Year's Day, Happy New Year. And um, I look forward to sharing more episodes with you in the coming weeks and months. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And if you could take a minute to rate and review this podcast, it would be much appreciated. Happy, happy new year.